Welcome to another episode of the RAG podcast. And for those of you who don't know, the RAG stands for Recruitment Agency Growth. Since early 2019, I've been interviewing the most successful and innovative recruitment owners to learn how they rose to the top of their game. In season seven, I'm going to be having raw, authentic and insightful conversations with agency owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, people across the industry. And I want to be learning about their ambitions, what's happening behind the scenes in their agencies today and their plans to navigate difficult market conditions. I'll be bringing you the latest and greatest recruitment stories every single week on Wednesdays at noon across multiple platforms. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the RAG podcast on this week's show. I'm joined by Richard Morton. I recorded this episode back in December, just before Christmas. And Richard is the founder of the Match Recruitment Group and specifically a company called Match Medics that specialize in bringing doctors from all over the world into the Irish market. Headquartered in Ireland, originally from the UK. Richard came on the show uh, and explained how he's launched a recruitment company in his 50s. And it's never too late to build the company of your dreams. He had an amazing career working for other people. He even took some time out and helped train other recruitment companies around the world um, before launching his company in his 50s. And now he's looking for global domination. A truly amazing guy, super polite, friendly, open, kind, um, shares his journey to, to present day and where he's heading. And if you're someone who wants to launch a recruitment company in the future, like I say, the, the message on this episode is never too late. So let's get into it. Without further ado, welcome to the RAG podcast. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. We are sat here pre-Christmas, even though this will be going out in the in 2024. We are sat here in the build-up on the 19th of yeah. December. Question is, Richard, are you feeling festive? I'm very excited, man. Very excited. You know, Christmas jumpers are coming out on Friday, obviously, but not, uh, not before then. But um yeah, no, it's it's a it's a busy time for us, uh, particularly on, on the doctor's side. Um, January and July are two months where we you know, we make seventy five percent of our profits in those two months. You know, it's like oh, wow. um, it's like it's like December for retailers. You know, so it's busy, busy, busy all the way all the way through now until um, till well beyond the new year. So it's good, it's good, good well, fun. Well, I feel privileged to have got into your diary. Thanks so yeah. much. Yeah. I'll. Uh... I won't waste this opportunity, right? And um, before I get into the story and that, and for people who don't know you, I've done a brief introduction, but yeah. could you just give us the the bird's eye view of you and the company? That's people, location, what you yeah. do, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So listen, I'm a I'm a Brit living in uh, in Ireland. I live in uh, in the west of Ireland, uh, and I run a company called the Match Recruitment Group. Um, three brands in the group: Match Maritime, Match STEM, um, and by far away the biggest group is uh, is Match Medics. Uh, so Match Medics is a is a medical uh, recruitment company. We, we we recruit doctors coming into Ireland from international sort of candidate marketplaces. Uh, there are eighteen of us in the company. We're ninety five percent perm, to be honest. Uh, yep. that, that might that might change going forward. Um, very much a remote first company, um, and we've been going since November twenty sixteen. But really, really early twenty seventeen we started. You know, so 80, 18 of us in the business. That's the same um, as no, isn't it? That's bloody hell! It's yeah. gone quick, hasn't it? <laughs> ah, amazing, amazing, yeah. Um, and I, I actually went back to the office where we first started last week for the first time in years, like you know. And geez, it brings back memories, you know. Just walking into that first room, you know, I literally had a laptop with zero clients, zero candidates, zero anything, you know. And uh, well, tell us, let's go backwards. Like, yeah. tell me your story of getting into into recruitment. Like, how did that happen? 
Yeah, well, that was 1989. Jesus, that, uh, that is a long time ago. Um, a naive graduate uh, walked into an office. It was actually Alexander Mann in right. uh, central London, thinking I could play a job in sales, whatever, you know. Yeah. I walked into this room, and it was just like a trading floor, just loads of people all on the phone. Obviously, no no computers, no, uh, no nothing in those days, you know. And um, sat down in front of this fella. He interviewed me at his desk. Um, with all these people around, you know, um, and he just picked up the phone. He, he, got, he got his Rolodex out, picked up three clients, rang, rang them while I was sat looking at him, spit me into the company, and got me three interviews in five minutes. I thought, wow, love it. To what do what? What he didn't do, though, was offer me a job. That was a problem because I went next door to another recruitment company, and they offered me a job and started the next day. And um, that's all I've ever done since 1989. So, was he a rector rec or something? What, no, why why he was he specking you in? He was, he was specking me into his clients. You know, like one was, you know, like, like big, big sort of, you know, multinationals were, but were looking for, you know, graduate sales yeah. trainees, whatever. Right. So he was getting me interviews, you know, to make a placement on me. He was um, obviously pretty good though, wasn't he? If he could, he could act that quick. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. And I, I just loved the energy and the buzz and all this sort of stuff. Like, absolutely fantastic. And I thought, wow, I want to do this. Um, and the company next door offered me a job. I said, yeah, go for it. You know, and um, that's all I've ever done since 1989. Wow. And what were you, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, probably a lot of variations of answers to this question, but what, what markets did you recruit back in the day? Uh, I was, it, was, it was finance, accounting and finance, like, you know, for the first sort of, you know, five, six, seven years, probably longer, 10 years, like, you know, it was all accountants in, in London sort of thing, you know, so part qualified, qualified accountants, just your standard sort of stuff, you know, Um the the two the two guys who hired me at the time they were ex sort of Hayes um, they'd gone through all the Hayes sort of you know, training whatever so they trained me that 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 sort of way um, and it was great it was you know late nineties uh, sorry late eighties early nineties um, the real wild west of, of what was it really like like give us give us some genuine like give me a story that shows what it was how it was like then but you know it was it was it was absurdly based around alcohol like you know i mean it just it just was like you know um you would literally be walk, be, be working sort of half days most weeks you know <laughs> you work in the morning and then you go to the pub at lunchtime and, and who knows when you might come back you know if you ever came back you know um, and you'd have to bill all your money in the morning then absolutely yeah yeah i listen you'd be with a client in the, in the pub yeah. half the time but you know i do i do sort of um, you know, staff reviews in the pub sort of thing, you know, over over sort of three or four pints. I mean, it's just absurd when you think of it, you know. Great fun, though. It was good fun. It was good fun when you're young. Um, yeah, you can do it. You can do it, you know. Um, so we were, making, we were making great money at the time, you know, spending it all <laughs> at the time, you know, 10 years. Met my wife there. I was saying to you with my... This new woman came and said, like, you know, this woman has joined you on the on the temp desk, Richard. Fair enough, yeah. Here I am, 30 years later, married, married to said same woman, you know. So, uh, oh, so you met your wife, sat next to her on the same desk. Absolutely, you know. Wow. And she's still, and she's still, Sean, she's still the best recruiter I've ever worked with, you know. I'm, I'm not just saying that, you know. Yeah. She was brilliant, you know. Um, so how did that evolve? Did you manage her or were you like equal? No, 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 no. We were just, we were just, you know, lumped together as, as, as often you are, like, you know, and it was a reasonably big company. There were 40, 50 of us in the company sort of thing, you know, so, um, but again, all those sort of, you know, nights out and whatever, you know, you know, um, one thing leads to another and, and, uh, and there we go, you know, so. Um, wow. But, and she's um, Irish, right? She's Irish from County Clare and that's the reason why we're 
living on this under on this side of the country we moved back in um january to january 2000 just after the uh, millennium you know so right um, so that's uh, yeah. Yeah, 23 years of wow yeah, that's gone yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and what so obviously you're an entrepreneur now you've got a group of companies hmm. how did your again without going into the detail of of yeah. your years before that yeah how did your career evolve from 1989 to 2016? I was thinking about this, Sean. I mean, I, I've, I've listened to the rag since since you first started, I think, you know, and um, I used to, uh, I still got quite often, but I used to go to Dublin every single week, you know, on a uh, Tuesday or a Thursday, whatever, and it was like two hours on the train, so I'd always have the rag on before, you know, on, on, the, on the train journey up each week, you know, and I'd get to the office and we had loads of ideas and yeah, you know, yeah. sort of, you know, yeah, Graham, we're doing this now, we're doing this, you know, I heard about this, it's great, you know. <laughs> um, so I listened to all, I mean, and, and primarily, obviously, without generalization, primarily they're, they're 20 to 30 somethings, aren't they, you know? Yeah. Um, who are really mad focused on what they're doing and they're fantastic. And I learn so much from them every every week, which is fabulous, you know. I'm not like that, you know. Um, I'm one of these sort of accidental on- entrepreneurs, like, you know, I mean, this has come to me very late in life, you know. Um, for the first 20 years, I was I was happy, you know, being a, a team lead in the early days and a manager. And then I was, I was a director of, a, of another company. But I was always, I was always a number two sort of thing, you know. And... Um, so for some of your older listeners, you know, I was always like a Peter Taylor to someone else's Brian Clough, you know? And, yeah, I know, um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But what, let's just discuss that then. Like, yeah. what are the benefits of that as opposed to being an entrepreneur? Because we'll talk about the benefits yeah. of being an entrepreneur, but when you, when you, when you have the stress of yeah. being an entrepreneur and you are just a, a, a senior employee, how would you describe yeah. that? You did that for long enough. You did. I mean, you know, the, you, you, get the best, you get the best of both worlds, I think, you know, because you are part of the decision-making team. You are very close to the action. Um, but you almost know that the book doesn't stop with you, like, you know? I mean, yeah, you still have sleepless nights, whatever, you know, um, but it's still not the same, you know? Um, yeah. There's just something that's not that's not definitive there, you know? There's always, like, another option. And, um, yeah, yeah. so and I, just, I was happy with that, you know? I mean, you know, I had, I, you had a great career, um, I enjoyed what I did. I love recruitment. Absolutely, I wouldn't stay in it for this long if I didn't. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, and increasingly, I, I I I got more more of a buzz from helping other people. So from, from you know supporting, guiding, helping helping them get to where they want to be. That was that was my motivation towards the latter end of that, and still is to a large extent. You know, um, but I was happy. You know, and I never really had that sort of. So you're living in County Clare. You're traveling yeah. to Dublin. How many times a week? Uh, I just once, just once, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so you were working heavily remote at that point. Um, well, no, no. Before Match Medics, it was all it was all office, like you know. I mean, you know. Listen, I mean, I've you know, we we only went remote in March 2020. So like, one, in, so previous to starting your business in, in yeah. when you were in Ireland, yeah. Where was the office? Was that in County Clare? Were you working yeah. for a group? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I worked for a company called TTM Healthcare for about about, about ten years, and they're in Ennis in County Clare, you know. So. Yeah. So that suited, and you know, we helped uh, grow that business. I mean, they've gone on to super things since I left. Absolutely, you know. Um, but yeah, that was that was. And, and listen, up until you know 2020, it was it was it was you know five days a week, Monday to Friday in the office. That was that was what it was. That's you know? what we did, yeah. So when did it start to become clear that you might not just carry on working for other people? Like, tell us how did it all? How did the entrepreneurial flair? Literally a phone call, Sean, as, as often these things are. I'd, I'd left TTM. I was doing, doing my own sort of consulting sort of thing for a couple of years. 
um, you know, training and development, all that sort of stuff. And I enjoyed it. I was, I was doing okay, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So TTM was one of my biggest clients sort of thing. You know? So I was, you know, you know, tra you know tra training up their, their sort of newbies um, and working with other, other recruitment companies up in, up in, up in Dublin and some, and some non-recruitment companies as well. I did, um, did some training with people like Sport Ireland and the, uh, the Football Association of Ireland. That was, that was good fun. Um, I got, got a phone call out of the blue from a company called Noll Recruitment. They wanted someone to be um, to manage their sort of healthcare team. They see my profile on LinkedIn and would I would it be keen to have a chat? I said, yeah, why not? You know, always always keen to have a chat. Had the chat. Uh, they invite me to meet, meet meet their directors, and their directors turned me down. You know, <laughs> said no. <laughs> nice guy, Richard, but you know, you're not not for us at this point. You know. Um, a month later, I'm just driving, driving, you know, to another training gig, and uh, get a call from one of the directors saying, "Listen, Richard, you know, we've, we've, we're sort of, re, re, you know, we're, we're sort of rethinking this a bit. You know, you're not right for doing that job, but would you think about starting a, a brand new business for us, like, you know?" Um, and I said, well, "Listen, we'll, we'll have a chat, you know." And again, one thing led to another, and that's where Matchmetics came from, you know. So they gave me the opportunity to design my own sort of business plan, um, get back into a market that I knew. There was um, there was money money to be made, um, and I just took a leap into the unknown and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll I'll go for it." You know, how many chances in your life do you get to do that? You know, they were going to they were going to back it and fund it, whatever. And they wanted me to front it and to and to actually you know deliver it for them. And how much of the business do you own? Um, it was well, there's, there's there's sort of two directors of that company, so we, we went a third, a third, a third, basically. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, right. So that was that was the way we did it. But they're very much. In the background, you know, they're very supportive, but they let me and now, obviously, Graham, who's now my my my, my co-director here, um, we we run the business. We're very much independent, but we have all that sort of shared service sort of benefit uh, benefits in the in the in the background. So I get the best the best of both worlds, you know. So I'm both an accidental entrepreneur and also a bit of a fraud because I've got I've got other people even doing that, you know, Sean. There's you know, a million so. ways to do it. There's a million ways to do exactly. it. This is your way. Exactly. This is your way. So what? Yeah. What about your wife? Did you not ever think of going to business with your wife? Oh God, no, no, no. She saw the light and got out of recruitment when she came to Ireland, like you know. So, um, no, she's now she's now a, um, a psychotherapist and a counsellor, and wow. um, yeah, she does some really uh, interesting sort of stuff with some fascinating sort of people, you know. And um, no, she loves what she does. What she type of people does she work with? Um, it's basically um, alcohol and drug addiction, you know. So. Really? Um, so yeah, so she's you know she's doing some real work, Sean. Yeah, you know, where while we sort of mess around putting people in jobs, I mean she's uh, she's doing some proper work. Is that in Ireland as well? Or yeah, yeah, in uh, in Limerick, in Limerick, you know. So because um, you know, one of my best friends, Keith Cronin, who he's done a lot of work with me from Dublin, lives in Sheffield, near me. He, he's yeah. done a lot of work with me on not my alcohol addiction because I've not got, and mm. it's my relationship with it to have a better, healthier. He, and he doesn't yeah. drink him. Yeah. And the stigma around an Irish guy not drinking is. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. It's crazy, and he, he he has to deal with that, and he thinks like the country needs so much help. Yeah, yeah. From an alcohol. Uh, yeah, and this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those weird people who came to Ireland and then and then then gave up alcohol, sort of thing. So I stopped drinking in 2002. Right. Um, I've not had a drink since, you know. And um, again, lifestyle choice. Just wanted to do something, do something different, you know. And um, yeah, I've never never look back. To be honest, yeah. you know. Never but the back. culture over there is, I mean, it's similar to the UK, but even yeah. they lean on it, right? And it's like an, an international yeah. badge of honour that they drink really Guinness. They drink I mean, a lot. You know, everyone, does, you think of Ireland, you think of, you think of a pint of Guinness, don't you? Like, you know, which yeah. is a bit, 
bit sad, but you know that's just the way it is. And um, that's just when you know, listen, I wouldn't knock anyone for, for anyone anyone's choices. You know, um, yeah, I made mine, and I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, but uh, that's great. Everyone else can do what do it want, but no, no. But she works in that in that um, uh, in that setting. You know, but uh, but it's still great to have someone who knows what our job is. You know, and yeah. understands the job, has done the job, been there. Um, and she gives me sound, sound, sound advice every single Brilliant. time. You know, you know, and what, when you said you wrote the business plan, yeah. could you give us the kind of high level of what that was, what was in that? Like, what, what did you, yeah. what, what vision did you have back then in 2016? Yeah, yeah. Um, completely different to what, to what it is now, as, as almost everyone on this, on this rags always, always says, you know, um, we were going to be, uh, yeah, to be honest, we were going to be a mini sort of, you know, TTM healthcare where, you know, where I've been sort of thing, you know, so, Doctors was only ever going to be a small part of what we did. We were going to be placing nurses and allied health professionals and physios and psychologists and you name it, you know, we were going to do that, you know. Um, it was going to be a mixed sort of, you know, perm and, and, and sort of, you know, locum sort of, you know, desk, you know. Um, it was going to get, it was going to grow into the UK pretty, pretty quickly, much quicker than, um, than, than now, for example, you know. Um, and the numbers, the numbers were, weren't weren't outrageous. So I presented to them, you know, but they they were happy with it, you know, and they they, they could see a route to profitability pretty pretty quick, you know. Um, and you know they were happy to happy to happy to fund so you that. This broad healthcare plan up. Broad, yeah. very much broad. Yeah, yeah. It's just you on day one. Well, yeah, for, yeah. It was me and and uh, um, a girl called Nicola at the time who joined me. Like, you know, she had no experience. She was just helping helping me on the on the on the admin side get clients and candidates. So what was it like? Paint the picture then. So you walk in in early 2017, the same time as I'm starting my business, yeah. and it was a pre-pandemic world, like you said. It was. Jesus. Was you put a picture up of your office on LinkedIn, didn't you? you put a picture of what I it was did. like. The chair, paint, the, chair, yeah, the, the matchmatics chair. Remember that, you yeah. know. So, um, yeah, just an, an empty chair, and that's what obviously what, what, what I was trying to fill. Um, it was literally a two-person box, you know, um, in a suburb of Limerick, not, not even the centre of Limerick, you know. Um, and it was me and Nicola, and it was deathly quiet, like, you know, because um, you don't pick up the phone, no one, nothing's going on, you know. Um, How long have you been out of the game? Of actually four, four or five years, like, you know. Yeah, so, so that's a gap, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... I mean, the, the overriding emotion, Sean, was 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 fear, basically. You know, yeah. stone cold fear. Can I can I do this? You know, um, and am I going to look stupid if I can't do it? You know, um, and again, there's a lot of people on the, on this on this um, series have always said, you know, fear is a big motivator, isn't it? You know, um, you know, it might sound negative, but it's it's not. You know, you just want to prove that you can go back into it and do it, whatever. You know. Um, but um, but yeah, I, you know, tough 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 days. Like you know, I mean, it, it wasn't. Well, if, if that, so if you go in left to right across different uh, professionals within the healthcare space, yeah, what were you doing? Like, because you, you, it's very hard to know which candidates to call. Like, were you just phoning? Yeah, we just phoning hospitals and and private yeah. practice and trying I was, to. I was, any... doing, I was doing anything and everything, Sean. You know, to get you know, I, I had zero candidates, so I had I had no one to sell at that point. You know, so. Had to build that up, you know. So obviously, put some adverts out and yeah, call people, you know. And I knew I knew that doctors, obviously, because because their salaries, you get a higher fee. So obviously, I was focusing a bit more on that. Um, but I went back to other people that I dealt with sometimes four or five years ago. I still had them in my yeah. in my phone, you know. So I rang them and said, "Hey, listen, I'm doing this now. You know, what do you reckon? You know?" Um, and a few of them gave gave me bits and pieces of work to work on, you know. 
And I made the classic, classic mistake of trying to be all things to all people, taking on any sort of, you know, potential lead job that I possibly could just to get something on the board, you know? Um, and, um, yeah. And the first, I mean, the first three years were a bit of a disaster. Sean, to be, be, be perfectly frank, you know, like nowhere near where I, where, where I wanted to get to nowhere near the targets I'd sort of set myself. Um, nowhere, you know, literally nowhere near. I was spreading myself too thinly. I was getting people to do stuff that was never going to be that sort of, you know, profitable, um, that and, internally, yeah, 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 internally, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, um, how, did you, how did it go in terms of headcount and stuff in the first? Yeah, well, year? The, the first, the first year there was literally like two, you know, put me up, well, three of us. I mean, Graham, Graham joined me in that in the April of, of, of twenty seventeen, you know, um, and Graham is a super, super, super recruiter. I mean, I, you know, probably second to my wife, I'd say, you know, you know, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of that, he's re- and and and. You know, he he took on that sort of doctor's piece for us and, and really sort of started to drive drive on. But there was only him, like you know, so it was difficult to make a make any, anything realistic. And I looked after some of the other the other the other sort of stuff, you know. So let's say three of us in the first year, and then maybe four in the in the second year. You know, um, we grew, we grew we grew pretty slowly, sort of thing. You know, um, that's fine. What what when you yeah. said when you said that we was getting people to do things that weren't profitable? What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, placing like healthcare assistants for like 1500 euros, like, you know, yeah. um, and you know, two out of three of them dropped out after, after a week, like, you know, cause it's that, it's that sort of market, you know, why, um, why did you go down that route? Because it was, it was some income coming in, you know, right. and what clients were asking for. So you were yeah, giving it. Yeah. Clients were asking for, and you know, that was where the need was. And, you know, they didn't just need one healthcare assistant. They needed like 30, you know, so, um, you get a, you get a, contract for 30 hires and you think yeah great you know but that 30 hires is only going to make you like 30k sort of thing you know it's going to take you sort of you know six months and listen of course it's 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 ridiculously stupid when you think back back on it now you know um but when you're starting something and you've promised you know your investors that you're going to you're going to get some money back for them and you're going to get some income on the board um yeah, and listen, not everything I did was stupid. Like, you know, I mean, I, we did yeah, some yeah. stuff as well, you know, but I'm just saying, just saying, it, you know, it wasn't all good, you know. Um, that's, but you that's, spotted it. Yeah. The reality is you, you were aware of it, you spotted it. That, that there's yeah, parts of it yeah. were enough for the, for the effort you were putting in. Yeah, but, if, but, if, but obviously if I look back now, I would have spotted it earlier, I would have done something earlier, and I wouldn't have waited sort of, you know, three years for, you know, for, that, to, for that to happen. You and know? how was the relationship with the original partners or the, the two yeah. investor partners at the time because if you didn't did you hit if you didn't meet the numbers you put in your no. initial plan how did yeah. they respond in those moments um to be honest you know you know they are sort of silent partners and, and by, by, by that i mean they are silent like you know they they they, they left me to own devices i'd literally be in touch with them maybe twice a year sort of thing you know, just to give a um give a presentation in terms of where we are you know i could see i could see obviously that they weren't um, you know, hugely impressed with what, we, what we're doing, you know. Um, but they never, they never, they never threatened in any sense or form to, to pull the plug, you know. Um, they were supportive. I mean, they, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for them for, for, for believing in me and believing that we would, you know, get there in the end, you know. Um, and yeah, hopefully we're all, we're all, you know, benefiting from that now, you know. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, they, they were, they were, they were very much in the background. They, they didn't know about healthcare. They didn't, they didn't know that market at all. You know, that's what, that's what they brought me in to do, you know? So, 
they relied yeah. on me they trusted me and you know um you know and I, I, I trusted them to sort of you know maintain the support and and, and that and that that's worked out for you know for now for sure so take take us to that point then where you said for three years it took you to yeah. figure it out take yeah. us to what, what happened what was the kind of light bulb moment and what what happened next Remember clearly, I was lying on a sunbed um, uh, in my my parents' complex swimming pool in Spain, sort of thing. Uh, we'd gone away just for just for a week in September 2021, um, and I'd taken with I always take a business book, whatever, and I'd taken the book, and I think you you'd recommended it on one of the, one of the casts, and other people had as well. It was Traction, Traction, yeah, 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 yeah. You know Whitman, exactly, yeah, exactly. So I took it with me, I read it, and. Things have never been the same since, basically, you know. And um, you know, it's just so it's a simple book, isn't it? You know, it's a simple yeah, book that you can that you can apply to any organisation, a small one like ours or a bigger one. Um, and it just pulled the scales from my eyes. And what, said, it, look, you you know, what did you notice when you read that book? Was missing? I, I, I noticed I noticed how far behind the curve we were, but I noticed very and you know they said it very very clearly. You've got to pick your market. You know, pick your market and go for it. You know, and um, I mean, obviously, before that, I, I talked to some of my sort of mentors, whatever. I mean, they're, really, they're really informal mentors, whatever, uh, and said, "Look, this is my predicament here. Do I do I go for broke on doctors because that was the only, the only thing that was doing well for us, or do I still hedge my bets a little bit?" You know, and to be honest, most of them advise hedging my bets. You know, and say, "Well, listen, if doctors doesn't work out, at least you've got something to." To fall back on, you know, but um, but on reading traction, it was clear to me that that wasn't that wasn't you know we had to we had to go for it, you know. Um, so I came back from that from that holiday, and you know everything changed. You know, we just said, listen, that's it. You know, we changed our tagline to Match Medics. We recruit doctors. That's it. Um, <laughs> just to be clear to everyone, that's what we do. You know, for people um, to understand then, what's the difference in terms of um, salaries and, and fees that you can demand yeah. when you're talking about the different levels in in healthcare? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, like for a, for a healthcare assistant, you might get you know fifteen hundred to two thousand euro for a, for a permanent placement. You know, for a middle grade doctor, you're getting sort of you know ten to twelve thousand euros. You know. Um, you know, for a, for a consultant, you're getting multiples of that again, you know, so it's by far and away, you know, much more attractive in terms, in terms, in terms of fees. Um, and you know what, Sean, you know, it's, it's just as easy, if not easier to deal with doctors, you know, um, yeah. we, you know, of course you get, you get some difficult cases and you get people dropping out and all this sort of stuff, but, but far, far less than ever we found with nurses or healthcare assistants or or any other grades, you know. Because their reputation is so much more, yeah, like important to them, isn't it? At that level, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and of course, our sweet spot is bringing doctors in from overseas, sort of thing, you know. So um, you don't just make a decision on a whim to pack up your family in Saudi Arabia and just go to, you know, um, you know, Galway and Ireland, sort of thing. You know, you 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 think about that very carefully, and you need to be supported along, along that process, and, that, and that's what we do, you know. So, you know, we we you know we earn our fees absolutely because there's a lot more to it than just uh, recruiting, you know. Um, so when you went into that 2021 September October period, yeah. you changed your strap line. What yeah. what what did the business look like in terms of people, and and how did you shape what everyone yeah. then? Yeah, it was still sort of you know, four or five people, um, Sean. Yeah. You know, to be honest, you know, so. You know, we had to make some tough decisions and a couple of people a couple of people left you know um and we were left just with a core team of sort of three just you know go, going forward um so we entered we entered the pandemic i suppose you know that that 
following sort of springtime. I think there were four of, I think there were four of us um, in sort of March 2020. Um, and even in, and even that year, we were still, you know, we still finished that year just doing. It like, wasn't 21 then; it was 19. It was 2019 when you read the sorry, book. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, just you know, you know coming even even in the middle of the pandemic where we, where we were, you know, in September 21, there were like four of us, like, you know. Right. Um, so it was still very lean, you know, and um, um, and, and we we're still only making about 600k in terms of in terms of. In terms of you know, you know GP or net fee income, you know, so um, you know it still wasn't great, you know, but that's when it all started to to gather momentum what, at that point. Talk us through what what changed then. So that when you stay in one space long enough, yeah, what starts to happen? Well, I mean, you know, what we did was we, but we, you know, because we were focusing on on just doctors, you know, um, we gave everyone um, a sort of specialty or a group of specialties to concentrate on. So you know, so Graham doesn't just recruit doctors he recruit he only recruits doctors in emergency medicine and that's it you know so it's yeah. one even a sub a sub specialty of a specialty you know so um but everyone knows who graham is in emergency medicine yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. of the consultants you know, all of the hospitals all of the candidates know him you know um he knows exactly what makes an emergency medicine doctor tick you know he knows what they want to see in a hospital that's going to get them interested in uh, in sort of you know, joining them you know he goes to all of the conferences, you know. Um, he's visible. He's he's aware, you know. Um, he's part of that community. Absolutely, absolutely, you know. Um, and then every other person, you know, look after. You know, someone else will look after anesthesia and surgery. Someone else will look after psychology, you know. Uh, sorry, psychiatry, you know. And um, you know, and you've got you've got to obviously pick your marks. So so we didn't just didn't just go into doctors. We doubled down on it and said we're going to really specialise in in the sort of subspecialties of um, of medicine, you know. Um, and that's been a game changer for us, you know? Yeah. Um, because people, Richard, I mean, I've, I've worked with a lot of customers in the industry, mm-hmm. as you know, and I have a lot of, I find a lot of businesses that are not performing well mm-hmm. are because they're too broad. Yeah. And and what the reasons they don't niche down to the levels you've done is because they're frightened of what they'll lose. Yeah. They always think, well, yeah, but we're, we're currently servicing all this. You're telling me I'm going to do that. I'm going to lose all of this. It's like, mm-hmm. I think it's the opposite. It's, you've got yeah. to focus on what you're going to gain. Yeah. Well, that was me. That was me. That was me for three years. Absolutely. You know, um, for sure. The fear, the fear of, of, of missing out, the fear of, you know, what am I going to lose? But um, uh, listen, you know, I'm, I'm, well, we are living proof that you, you can, you know, absolutely do it. And, and listen, I've you know, been, been in this market for so many, so many years, Sean, you know, never cease to amaze me how much money is spent in recruitment like you know and um i mean even now you know it's mad isn't it you know um there's always ways to make to make something you know if you position yourself correctly you know and you give them give your market what they want obviously you know and you listen think to if, you're, if you're a professional in any space mm. and you've you're, you're going to stay in that market yeah you know, you, ideally, you want to have a handful of people that you can lean on to yeah. to move, navigate your career that, that are going to be there in ten years. They're still going to be around, yeah. and that's the challenge with the growth of some recruitment firms is when you're moving your talent through to leadership so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always a, a effectively a revolving door of the front office. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. and it's a really difficult thing. Yeah, you you might be building scalable, exitable businesses from a recruitment ownership. Yeah. But the customer and candidate experience isn't as good because they're always yeah. seeing a new face from match medics. Yeah. So Absolutely. how do you, what's your approach to that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think I think we. Um, I was listening to another uh, camp podcast yesterday on, on drive back from Cork, you know, and uh, the chap was talking about patience. Okay, so um, you know, yes, sometimes things can move really quickly and you can get on the roll really quick, but typically the people who are really successful are the ones that are in it for the long game, you know, um, and have that sort of patience approach, and they can they can like you say, forgive a couple of, of, of difficult years at the start because they know that there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a sort of end, end game. Um, and, and within Match Medics and, and, uh, and all the companies within, within the Match Group, you know, we try and give people um, an opportunity to, to sort of you know, grow and develop for the long term. You know, um, Whenever I interview people coming into the business, I'm, I'm, I'm never interested in people who, want, who see this as just a job. You know? I want people to see this as a career, the career that I've had for the last sort of 30 years. You know? Um, it's proof that you can do it, you know. Um, Graham joined joined me as a as a as a recruiter in 2017, and and through the dint of all of his work and effort, whatever, he's now a director with a with a with a sort of you know share in the business, you know. So people can see that that sort of growth growth pattern, you know. Um, you know, Juliana joined us as a resource, so you know she's now you know, leading Match Maritime, which is a brand new area for us placing primarily doctors and, and, uh, and other healthcare professionals onto cruise ships around the world. It's a fantastic, fantastic sort of market. And she's really sort of, you know, grabbed that with both hands and is driving that forward, you know. What's um, the third brand again, you said, Match? The third brand, Match STEM. Match STEM is, you know, Match STEM and Match um, Maritime are very fledgling. They've only sort of started sort of this year. So Match STEM is very much, you know, getting us into the, it's getting us into the, into the, into the contractor marketplace, you know. So um, STEM is, you know, obviously science, technology, engineering and manufacturing you know so um so, so it's all not those... doctors anymore. sorry won't be any doctors in that space so, uh, no 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 it, it, that is different it, it, it's different you know we had a chap called paul you know we've just got an opportunity to, to work with paul he, he he knows that market very very well um the one area where we were less strong well, obviously was being a being pretty much a full-time um uh, perm perm sort of business you know we wanted to have some recurring in- income coming in so well, that's, that's an interesting point. So, yeah. when it comes to the the doctors, specifically match medics, why haven't you gone into the local market? Because surely that's uh, well, breaking news, Sean. We have, and oh. um, literally, literally this week, this this week, you know, we were able to announce that um, uh, we did a partnership or a consortium with uh, with my old buddies at uh, TTM Healthcare, and we just won a place um, as a tier one provider um, to the healthcare system here in Ireland for locum doctors. Okay, so. Wow. So we're literally starting that this week, you know, this uh, this very week, you know. So what will that do for your business next year? Uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a tough one because there are obviously a couple of in- incumbents who have been there for a long, long, long time. So we're going to have to sort of, you know, uh, work really, really hard, you know, to you know to make to make that. But it's a great opportunity for us again, like you know. Um, and um, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, sort of seeing how that grows and develops over the next sort of, you know, couple of years. I'm interrupting today's episode to give you a message from our brand new sponsor. Now, this company are called Untapped, and everyone knows that Hoxo, through this podcast, I've, I've explained that we, we've built our team internationally, heavily in South Africa, okay? And I get questions all the time from clients and people who listen to the show, like, how have you done it? What was the process, etc. Well. I've partnered with a business that can ultimately reveal it all, share it all, and, and help you do the same, right? Because look, it's been a tricky year for the sector, and many of people through uncertain times have had to streamline operations. However, you know, accessing low-cost resources internationally has proven to be a bit of a cheat code for some people, including Hoxo. But anyone who's tried it, like us, 
it's very difficult. A lot of work process to get it right. So this company Untapped are one of the hottest companies in the market. They've helped Hoxo, they're helping our clients. Um, and they specifically look at companies in the UK, US, Middle East and Australia transition to using remote individuals and building full offshore sourcing and recruitment solutions. So they source talent pools from places like South Africa and the Philippines. Um, and we're talking about experienced talent here. We're not talking about graduates with no experience. This is like people with three to five years recruitment experience and integrate them into your UK team. Okay. So they work remotely, but plug into your UK team. Um, they put around 3,000 candidates per month through an intense four-stage interview and online testing process to find the top 1% or 30 people and secure these people for work with recruitment agencies like yourself. You know, all candidates are benchmarked against UK competency frameworks and the, the way in which you would hire in the UK. So we're not, again, we're not talking about cheap for the sake of being cheap. We're talking about international experienced people just living in lower cost locations. So it's a really simple process. If you want to work with these guys, you pay a deposit to kick off their search. They then provide a candidate shortlist in 14 days. And then you can put people through your own process to hire them permanently, or there's a freelance option. So if you just want to try before you buy, they can employ them. You pay a daily rate and it's a freelance option. Untapped are totally transparent with all the salaries and fees. Um, but, you know, we're talking about, you'll still pay about 70% less than a UK equivalent in that role. So it's a no brainer to complement your existing team to handle surplus demand and ease cost pressures. You know, if you're not using this to rip up your business and rebuild it with global resources, then you're probably gonna fall behind eventually. So due to demand and capacity, they're only operating on a waiting list right now. So if you wanna be part of their waiting list, go to www.tryuntapped.com. Okay, www.tryuntapped.com and check out their information. Make sure you say that you listen to the RAG podcast. Um, because they'll do you a very special deal as well. Right, go and check them out. Back to the show. Um, so yeah, it was always it was always a, a weak point. I felt you know for us, you know, we needed some 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 recurring income. So so through through that bit of, bit of work, and then obviously through Match STEM as that, as that grows, we'll we'll start to redress some of that some of that balance. You know, because uh, I, I certainly need need to see um, a bigger percentage of our income coming in. Uh, from uh, from recurring yeah. revenue sources. Yeah. When you look at the business, so you said you know the the traction book, the change we we recruit doctors. Yeah. You were like three to four people at that point. Yeah. What as soon as you niche down, how have you yeah. how how has that grown in both people and revenue? It's grown grown yeah, grown amazingly. Yeah. yeah. So the, fir the, the the first year the first year after after we after we double down to the doctors, you know we hit we hit the one million. Uh, yep. Mark, you know, in terms of in terms of, in terms of GP, um, last year it was it was 1.8 uh, yep. million, um, and this year we're we're threatening to hit the the three million mark. You know, so it's wow. just been fabulous. You know, out between um, how many recruiters? Um, well, there are 18 of us in the in the company now. Um, so there's a couple of people do uh, look after the sort of pre-employment compliance sort of you know sort of stuff. Um, and then we uh, we sort of we, we have like a recruiter resourcer model, you know. So um, there's four or five resourcers, and then six or seven recruiters, and then me and Graham sort of thing, you know. That's good it. across. I mean, that's a really good, high, highly profitable, you know, mm -hmm. per head business. And and yeah. how did you how do you manage that resourcer recruiter model? Because I I, re I recently reviewed a, a firm in in Australia, um, mm -hmm. and um, 
their their model was was awesome. They're getting six year, six seven year plus recruiters in, giving them a resource from the Philippines yeah. or something who is also yeah. six seven years, yeah. and together they're doing the job that one person is often forced to do in most agencies. They're doing it as a duo, and they're finding that the the, the billings are just going through the roof per person, per, well per yeah. duo. So is that, yeah. how do you manage that? I heard, I, I heard, I heard, I heard that episode. It was great, you know. So, um, as is, uh, yeah, as is, uh, you, know, you know, it's been a bit more sort of you know, organic in terms in terms of its growth, to be honest, you know. Um, and but, but really, you know, each each sort of team, I say, whether it's the the medical surgical team, the GP team, um, the psych team, um, maritime, they all they they all tend to have like one sort of core resourcer. Um, who's supporting sort of, you know, one or two sort of, you know, recruiters, you know. Um, so again, you know, we, we, we have that sort of specialty sort of model. So, so the resources only, only, only resource in their, in their medical specialty, you know, they don't do cross, um, uh, cross specialty recruiting. They know exactly what they need to do. Uh, and therefore they're building their networks there, but their, uh, their communities, you know, the resourcing team, we all get together on a Thursday at two o'clock. I, I sort of lead, lead that sort of meeting, you know, and we talk about anything and everything to do with, uh, with, with, with resourcing, what's coming up, what challenges have we had, where are we finding our star candidates this week, you know, what can we learn from each other sort of thing, you know. So um, peer-to-peer learning has been a really, really strong strong bedrock to, you know, to what, we've, what we've done, you know. Um, you've also got two teams, really, haven't you? You've got, well, you've got, you've got, you've got functional and cross-functional teams. You've got people exactly. that are just doing niches yeah. together in two, twos, and yeah. then you've got Resources and, and exactly is it account that. managers or are they recruit? What do you call them? Well, yeah, we call them we call them recruiters, but um, you know, I mean, they, they, they do a little bit of business development, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, if you think if you're if you're if you're dealing in the public sector here in Ireland, there's only 25 hospitals, you know, to deal with, like you know, so it's hardly a, a huge amount of people, you know. So, um, so and they all know who we are, and we're on different frameworks, not and, and all of that anyway, you know. So, um, so it's more account management on that side. But where we again, where we've done really well in the last sort of couple of years is is reduce our reliance on the public um, healthcare system. You know here, you know. So yeah. whereas sort of pre traction, it was sort of you know eighty ninety percent of our business. You know, because um, that was it. You know, um, now it's less than forty percent. You know, it's so, private. Um, private is more. It's commercial. Private, right? you know, it's the last few minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, and also and also general practice, general practice, you know, you know, primary care, whatever, you know, your yeah. local family doctor, whatever, you know, that was never, you know, we, we never did that in the first, you know, number of years, you know, um, but Shirley's grabbed that, Shirley's grabbed that, grabbed that desk and has built a team of four people um, to sort of service that market, and that's another thing that we've done there is um, we talk a lot about transformation in in, in in sort of you know the match group and, and and particularly match medics recently, you know, we transform the lives of our doctors you know coming from different parts of the world into ireland whatever you know but we also transform our markets that we that, that we that we work with you know so general practice for example um i mean really match medics have created a new employment category there you know there always were a few sort of salaried general practitioners but not many but you know we and surely leading it in the in her team have, have really created that sort of employment category and, and she's placing doctors hand over fist into that really sort of difficult sort of in you know, a marketplace you know where um, Why is that? Is that because like it was set up by a, a duo or a triple uh, like partner? It's like a partnership, and exactly. then it's a, it's a partnership model. It's a partnership model. You know, I think it's similar similar in UK. I think you know, there's your typical family family sort of doctor, whatever you know. Um, it's a partnership model, and um, um, and it worked fine for many many years. But a lot of those doctors are now reaching retirement age, whatever. 
um, they're you know coming out of the system, whatever. It's difficult in many towns and city and, and villages now in Ireland to find a family doctor who's able to take take you on. You know, um, so where's do they sell their practice or do they just pass it on? Not, you know, you know, many of them pass it on to, to family members who also become doctors, whatever. But um, uh, some some of them just just you know it it, it, it just leaves leaves the local yeah. the, the local economy, you know. And um, and then there are some big players coming in who are pooling practices together and, and making something from it. And there are bigger sort of you know primary care centres here in Ireland, sort of you know growing and developing, you know. But we said to them once, and you know we can find doctors in South Africa, um, you know, who can come across and actually take on. A, uh, you know, yeah. you know, a patient list for you. You know, pay them X on a salary, give us Y as as a fee, and you know, you know, you've got that continuity of care. You know, that you're not relying on hourly paid or day or daily paid locums to come in and go out, or whatever. You know, it's a much more sustainable model for the practice. Um, and over the last sort of you know two or three years, that's been a really big growth area for Match Medics, um, placing doctors into that into that system. Love it. What do you? How do you describe like what you do? Are you still recruiting yourself? I don't know, and uh, geez, I missed it as well. You know, so um, my job, my, yeah, my, yeah, my job basically is um, you know to help everyone else do their job better, basically. You know, so um, whether it's helping Graham, you know, you know, you know, you know he, he manages the the team, most of the recruits on a day to day basis. I focus a bit more on the on the on the resources and and the sort of compliance area. Um, and the and the two and the two new brands, obviously, you know, maritime, maritime and STEM, you know. So, um, but it's a tricky one for me. I mean, I, I have to I have to admit, you know, sometimes you look at your diary and think, well, where should I be adding more value today, sort of thing. You know, it's that classic sort of area, uh, whereas you've you've been used to sort of you know um, doing the work, you know, and doing the, the actual recruiting day to day. And when you move away from it, you know, you see, we, you know, we're lucky. We have you know the shared services do all the invoicing and the accounts and you know the it supports so I'm, I'm lucky i don't have any of that sort of headaches whatever but um some days i do find i do think of myself as the most well-paid office manager in ireland you know but um <laughs> um so there's a bit of that a bit of that to be done but um but listen if it helps the people do the guys on, on the floor do their job better and perform better than than that's yeah, what I think we're, whenever you've come from our backgrounds, your your, your natural di- disposition of working is to be on the phone or in a meeting, right? And and when you're not, when you're doing anything, writing reports, yeah. reading spreadsheets, looking at training manuals or whatever you're doing, yeah. it also feels like you, you're cheating a little bit. Like I think yeah. even now as, you know, as the CEO of my business in the same period of view, yeah. there's loads of things I don't do that I used to do. But yeah. I, if I get a day on them, I feel like I've worked, like I've actually mm-hmm. done my job. Like yesterday, I must have had, eight back-to-back sales calls which i haven't done that for yeah. six months and um and and i felt good at the end of the day like yeah that was a solid day's work but the reality is if it's only about me doing the work it will never it'll never get to where it needs to be no, what well, you go obviously you were instrumental in bringing your team onto my boot camp and joining yeah. the brand academy um talk us through why did you why did you see that as a as a benefit why what, what was it about it that made you join well, listen. Yeah, we track. We're obviously, we, yeah, we track the the sources of our of our of our candidates very very um, strongly. It's something I've I've always done, you know. And um, over the first number of years, I mean, yeah, LinkedIn was never a big part of our of our of our sort of sourcing strategy, to be honest. Um, and it's only really been the last sort of couple of years that we've seen, you know, it sort of spiking a little bit, you know. So so we could see there was more opportunity. Uh, I think LinkedIn. Are spending more time developing, you know, healthcare professionals to join to join the network, you know. Um, so we could see there was a, there was a, some good possibilities there. We could see our clients were looking for more high 
level sort of you know candidates you know consultant doctors across across different disciplines and we knew that linkedin was um the place where we could find them you know um and you know having obviously listened to the to the rag obviously you know hoxo was the first place that we that we looked you know so i had a chat with um with Amar at the time you know yeah. and he showed us what the what the what the offering was and um i think we put the first sort of six people on it in literally this time last year you know we yeah, were well. doing do, do deal you know got them started in january um the first six loved it you know and um and now with every single person has, has been on has been on the course you know in the in the company and uh Kia, who's our most recent hire, is joining the, the, the January cohort as well. You know, Amazing. so yeah, so yeah, it was it's been great for us. And what? How would you describe like the feedback and what's actually happened from a business yeah. perspective? That's always the question we get: is like, you know, we don't. What's the point? People yeah. say, yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, I mean, it, it gets everyone on the same sort of page. Um, it gets everyone talking the same sort of language around 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 LinkedIn. We know. You know, people still talk around 2010-5. They still talk about entertaining, valuable, credible content, whatever. You know, so um, you know, even the the, you know, the language that we, the, that we use, methodology. it's a bit like traction, isn't it? It's a methodology yeah. that you all buy into, Absolutely. like level tens and the, the the whole piece. Absolutely, you know, and it's the same attraction, whatever. You, know, you talk about rocks, whatever, you know, and the vision, the vision board, and all that sort of stuff, you know. So, so no, the um, the bootcamp was great for that. Is and you know, you know the. But we you know, on a Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, whatever it was, for the six or eight weeks, you know. So the energy and enthusiasm that yourself and your colleagues put on the call is is great, you know. But also the practical um, resources that you that, that that you provide as well in terms of you know templates and questions you ask yourself in terms in terms in terms of content, you know. You know, we're, we're still very much a user-generated content um, organization. You know, we've we've got a marketing sort of you know. Um, in the shared services, but we don't tend to use it very often. Well, um, we're we're self-sufficient in terms of that, you know. So um, all of the content we that we put on in the last year has all been, you know, basically, you know, uh, on the back of the Hoxo, the Hoxo sort of stuff that we did, you know. Um, and what impact has it had? Oh, massive impact, you know. Um, it, it has, you know, I mean, we, we were using Shield obviously up until, up until a few weeks ago. If you look at the numbers on, the, um, you know, the, the, the analytics, I mean, they were up by factors of two hundred percent in terms of numbers of posts, numbers of, um, um, you know, comments and shares, whatever. You know, the engagement was high, um, and still the same, the same number of users as, as last year. You know, but you know, f- you know, phenomenal. But obviously, the main, the main impact, obviously, is in terms of generating placeable candidates. Yeah. Um, and um, this year we're tracking to do over 600,000 euros worth of, biz- of, of business from directly placed candidates from LinkedIn. Wow. Um, what was that like before? Like It was less than half that. Wow. Less than half that, you know. So, I listen, it's it's a no-brainer for us, you know, in, ter- in terms of that, you know. Because, um, again, you know, these are, these are the high-caliber, high-value sort of, you know, candidates that we uh, that we can place, you know. If we can find a... A European Union trained specialist doctor. Um, you know, we can sell Ireland easily. Like, you know, Ireland's yeah. got a great story. It's got a great opportunity. Um, salaries are great here in Ireland. You know, that's a, that's a big, a big, a big, obviously, um, um, factor for sure. But getting hold of the people and 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 you know, as ever, it's people also coming to us. Well, obviously, we're we're reaching out to them. We've got. 
recruiter licenses, we've got job slots, we've got all that, all that sort of stuff, and emails, you know. Um, but it's the ones where, where, where obviously candidates reach, reach, reach back out to us, which is... And it's, uh, and it's the recognition as well, isn't it? It's like people know who you are, and then when you is. reach out, they actually reply. Whereas before, absolutely. Absolutely. they don't know you, the trust is so small, and it's just yeah. so much harder. And a funny, uh, a funny one. I was, I was talking to a potential recruitment consultant, you know, um, who's based in Australia, about a short while ago, you know, and um, and they work for uh, another medical recruitment company in Australia. And she said that one of her colleagues on the on the psychiatry recruitment desk in Australia learned pretty much all their um, uh, their knowledge around psychiatry recruitment from my colleague James. From all of his LinkedIn posts, like you know, I haven't told James that yet. I will. I must. I must. I must tell him, like you know. Oh wow! Um, so you're educating your competition, but then they'll end up working with you, won't they? Well, this is it. But listen, yeah, that person, that person approached us yeah. because they're looking to come back to Ireland next year. They approached us and said, "Matchmakers is the company that I want to work for." You know, and it's Amazing. pretty much all to do with all of the posts that we do on uh, on the, on LinkedIn. You know, I love it, Richard. Where where's the business heading? So you're at a point in your life, like you said, you've come to this late, right? Yeah, it sounds. I get a vibe that you're really enjoying it. Like you're not, you know, you, your energy is like you're 22 and you're, yeah. you're you're loving it. So what what are you trying to do now? What's the future? Yeah. You're launching Locum. You're launching these new divisions. Yeah. Where's what's the vision or the kind of north star of of, yeah. of your business? It's a good question, and and it's something that myself and Graham you know talk about. Obviously, we you know, we um, obviously we talk every day for sure, you know. But we but we but we meet every month to sort of you know, see see where we are, you know. And uh, to be honest, we yeah we. You know, because of what I learned so far, you know, it's it's difficult to make too many projections forward. It's difficult yeah. to have too many very sort of you know hard set sort of ideas. You know, um, we just want to be the best that we possibly can be. You know, and um, uh, we had to go back to go forward sort of thing. You know, so we've we've gone back into that sort of specialist sort of you know match medics piece. You know, but now we're going forward again, and that's why we've got you know maritime and STEM, locums, contractors, whatever. Yeah, and those areas all need. They've got massive potential, Sean. You know, um, all of them. And um, for the next sort of number of years, that's uh, those those are going to be the key the key sort of areas. You know, we still haven't cracked Ireland yet. You know, and we, you know, I mean, we're still. You and then know, you could go international, couldn't you? You could start well, recruiting. We absolutely could. We absolutely could. And you know, obviously the I mean, the UK is is on our doorstep. You know, the NHS surprise surprise needs a lot of doctors. You know, so um, you know, and the US, the private healthcare in the US. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. It's only the other way, right? So the UK and the US, um, uh, for sure. And also, I mean, I, I've always had this mad idea that um, uh, the places like China, I mean, you know, obviously with their burgeoning sort of, you know, middle class, whatever, they're going to they're gonna be developing private hospitals. They're almost certainly going to need European trained doctors to go and manage yeah. and lead some of that. I mean, maybe I'm being naive. Maybe maybe they've got better better healthcare system than we have. I don't know. But uh, um, but that's, again, big picture, long, you know, long term, long term sort of stuff, you know. Um, you know, medicine is such a, a globally sort of diverse and, and fluid sort of, you know. Um, it never ends. It's never going to, you know, having a recession in medicine. And you always need people. Obviously, you know, yeah. technology has, has, has transformed medicine, of course, but it's really helping the actual humans, you know, um, uh, to do their job. So there's always going to be that massive sort of human element element to, uh, to healthcare and medicine, you know. And uh, Do you think, is it a business you'd want to sell? Do you want to have like a, an MBO? Or have you ever thought about the exit? We, to, to be honest, not really, no. Um, and and I, I honestly haven't, sort of thing, you know. When uh, when we first started, the the guy said to me, you know, they, they see this as being a minimum of a, of a, of a 10-year sort of, you know, venture sort of thing, you know. And then we're sort of, you know, seven, seven years into it sort of thing, you know. But um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're nowhere near 
anywhere near where we want to get to at the moment, like, you know, and um, yeah, we've got so much to do. We, you know, we need to sort of, you know, broaden out, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our offerings, whatever, to make us even saleable, I'd say, you know, um, but, uh, but we're putting the building blocks in and, you know, we're building, we're building a really good team of people. I mean, the team is just fantastic, Sean. I can't tell you how much, how much I admire and respect and, uh, and respect everyone, everyone, everyone on our team, you know, and, and I hope, you know, that they, that they want to stick with us for, for the long term. You know, we try and, you know, build an environment where, where, where people do want to stay, you know, and we've been very successful in the last number of years in, in sort of keeping people to a large extent, you know, and, um, yeah, so we, we, we've got huge, huge areas of potential growth and I, I just want to exploit them. And well, I just see. want to say well done, mate. I think what I love about this episode is, you know, you've probably been, ve- you've been very humble, right? You've, you're not, you've not come on here to try and shout about how fast growing, like you, if anything, you've played it down, I think a little bit. Um, but you're clearly someone who, who loves what they do, who's passionate about the market, passionate about the people they work with. Yeah. And you're changing your life, your family's life, the the market and, you know, and, 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 and again, I don't know your exact age and we don't need to, to, to yeah. discuss that, but you're at an age in your life that I don't think many people do this. Yeah. So well done. Like, and it, and it just shows other people like, that there's so many recruiters now in firms in their, you know, mid to late forties who yeah. think I've, I'm done. I don't even know what I'm going to do now. I can't, I couldn't start again. I couldn't start my own. Why not? Why not? There's so much opportunity out there. Like you can do anything, anytime with the right energy, the right vision and the right people around you. I think that's, that's all you need. 100 percent sure. And uh, I say, I say to everyone, like, you know, even if you get a, get a new client on board or a new, a new, a new area, once, 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 you, once you've actually made some, you know, some real, you know, um, um, you know impetus in it, you know, just drive the bejesus out of it. Like, you know, cause you never know when it's going to stop. Yeah. You never know when things are gonna, things are going to change. You never know that when the when the winds can be blowing in a different direction. You know, so um, once you have that opportunity, drive on, drive on, drive on, and that's that's my mentality. You know? My final question then. So you, meant, you mentioned seventy five percent of your business is in January and July. Did you say? Yeah. yeah. So what's is that based on like the flu? Well, seventy five percent of the of the of the public sector um, healthcare business is in January and July. You know, because uh, exactly. they can only leave their jobs at certain times of the year. Yeah, no, it's, it's just it's just it's just what we call rotations. Okay, so doctors right. doctors basically take six or twelve month contracts and they either start. So hospitals right. can't have people starting in in yeah. March or April because it would just it would just move things around. So every doctor moves in either January or July, and that's and that. So it's a bit like football, then. It's like the transfer window. Yeah, it's exactly that. Exactly that. You know, exactly that. You know. So we're heading towards transfer deadline day on the, um, um, on the, it's January the eighth, actually my birthday, which is um, which is which is which is you know. 2024, you know, changeover date. You know? So, will you get time off at Christmas, or will you be working in between? Or uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Listen, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, hospitals don't, 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 don't. You know, I mean, you know, we'll be covering the desks next week. Absolutely, you know, every every day, every day will be covered. You know, uh, but we but we cover each other. You know, so we have we have, we do have time to um, to take a break. You know, but um, would you go on a holiday? If you're going to take a holiday, would it be February then? Just get through it and yeah, exactly, exactly. After afterwards is is all is always best. You know. Um, but you know yourself, Sean. I mean, you, you never take real holidays when you're when you're running a business. Like you know, you've always got no. your phones and your emails on. One I'm going to Dubai on the 30th of December for two weeks, sure. and I've got a bit of work. I've got about three days of working with clients, and I'm doing. Yeah. I'm going to be recording four episodes of the Rag Live in a studio, sure. Sure. Um, which I'm super excited about in the UAE. But um, 
this week has been nuts to try and get everything done so I can actually have a holiday. I mean, yeah, I'll have my laptop, I'll have my phone, I'll be responsive, but I genuinely want to try and... It's been a, an amazing year. It's been a very difficult year at times. And um, we all know the market's been, you know, shot to bits in places. Yeah. But for, you know, for me personally to to thinking in a this time last year I didn't I wasn't living in the house I'm living in I didn't have a baby wasn't even pregnant I'd only just got married we're embarking on a on a on a renovation project that took seven months like the things we've got through as a family this year are just bonkers so it's like go and enjoy it come back energized for 2024 yeah, and um, I wish you the best of luck mate and I think would I'd love to get you back on again in the future. Yep. And see how this, see how the, the future pans out. If anyone's listening and either wants yeah. to work with you, ask any questions, yeah. any advice whatsoever, or, or just yeah. pick your brains. Is, is LinkedIn okay? Just take it. Yeah, always, always, always the best. You know, you'll uh, you'll see me on there. Always, always happy. And honestly, I know you will say that you will say that after after every episode. And um, you know, four or five times I have then reached out to people who've been on the episodes, yeah. and people have always come back to me. I've been really genuine and, and sort of, you know, tried to help, you know, so um, and I'm happy, happy, happy to pay that. Back. Thanks. Thanks for today. And thanks for listening. It, um, it means an awful lot. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks, right. mate. And listen, happy Christmas. And, and uh, um, I hope you and you and yours have a great new year. You too. Cheers, mate. Thank you, as always, for listening to today's show. I truly hope that you got value from it. Honestly, it's the only reason I take time every week to ensure that my audience, you guys, future and existing recruitment owners, you're learning from each other to make this industry that I love so much stronger. And today's episode is brought to you by my business, Hoxo. I'm the CEO and founder, and we're on a mission to help brand recruitment agencies and their people better. I wanna help people have the tools to stand out in the most competitive markets in the world. We're currently working with over 350 recruitment agencies and 5,000 of their consultants right now, helping them to build their personal brands to consistently win more business attract talent, and just become that go-to recruiter in the market. Now, we do have a huge coaching program, but a lot of people don't know, we also manage the brands of a lot of founders, and we can do the rebrand of that company organizational piece as well. So if your recruitment agency either needs help to look and sound exactly how you want it to, or your leadership and consultant level need to get out there and drive more traffic back to that website, to the business and start using LinkedIn to generate more revenue, then you should definitely be reaching out to us. If that sounds of interest, please do visit www.hoxomedia.com or drop me, Sean, a personal message on LinkedIn. I love hearing from RAG listeners. I would love to talk to you. Uh, look forward to it. So I'll see you again next week with another episode. Catch you soon.